still love this track. It's great. A year later, it still gets me hype after finding it. What up? It's here, the herd on 101.5 UMFM, your go to audio source for Bison Sports. My name's Neil Noonan, and alongside me, it's a packed house this morning around the table. Michael Still, how you doing? Doing great, Neil. Jason Pajak, back to back shows. Sticking in the stew. Yeah, just staying here and going to keep talking. I hope people uh, don't get too sick of me. <laughs> never, never, never. Too late. And then, okay. yo, and then the intern, Evan Midford, back again for his second week. No men's hockey this weekend, so oh I'm going to have to find something else to talk about here, guys. <laughs> we had a, a lot of uh, sports, though, this weekend, so let's get to it. Oh, man, it was insane. Uh, somewhere I do want to start, though, we were talking about a little off-air. Mike Still, yesterday, uh, visiting Sturgeon Heights for the Pros vs. Joes. Give me, give me a minute or so of uh, what you were doing there and what, what Bisons were there. Yeah, it was uh, the 11th Annual Pros vs. Joes event, so basically just... You don't sound excited about it at all. <laughs> People from Sturgeon Heights, they raise money all week. Uh, actually, all month, really, all through to November. Uh, it's like an amazing race thing, so you try to raise as much funds as possible, and then like the top, I think it's like 10 fundraisers get to be part of the uh, like Pros vs. Joe's event. Basically, they bring in pros from all over the place, so University of Manitoba athletes, uh, bomber athletes, um, people from yeah all across and basically just have some fun on of it uh it's like american gladiator style was what was going on yesterday so uh there was a couple different like you know try to put a dodgeball in the garbage or whatever and like try to run the gauntlet uh the joes got beat up pretty bad not gonna lie uh but you know, as they should <laughs> you know it's it's a definite size difference going on there the uh derek dufo is there from the bison shea weeks josh robinson simon winsness they're both uh strange heights alum themselves so they've been on both ends of this particular event which is kind of cool uh jared lazarenko chris larson uh mike rashad shea um yeah a bunch of other people so a lot of bisons were there good turnout um and yeah just a way to give back to the community and have some fun with it so yeah it's definitely entertaining to watch and um definitely a good uh good way to give back to the community in a fun manner so yeah big fan of this and the bisons have been part of it from day one so yeah Yeah, hey that's awesome uh we're not exactly pros but we're pretty pro when it comes to uh going up against high school kids turning out a lot of pros though (laughs) that's very true yeah absolutely the joe's getting beat up on the scoreboard and literally as well well from what i hear there was some uh, injuries as well so yeah brody williams has 12 stitches now uh (laughs) happy holidays brody (laughs) uh the guy just doesn't have a a off switch it's compete all the time and yeah i don't know it was an accident he went to like stop one of the grade 12s and either got a knee or an elbow or something right in the face 12 stitches i think grace hospital was the destination and uh, merry christmas you never really want to get in front of a grade 12 when they're just like (laughs) trucking through no, not again. Well, I mean, in this case, like, I, the guy just, like, he didn't see him, and he inadvertently, yeah. like, just swung his elbow in the wrong direction. But I, for me, I don't want to get anywhere near Brody Williams, especially <laughs> if he's coming at me at that at that pace. I mean, that's definitely – I mean, there's no doubt he has a wrestling background. You could clearly tell with the way he was throwing guys to the ground. So, um, yeah. But – 
that grade 12 named Kieran will have something to brag about later. Yeah, I, I, put, I took it to uh, Greg, <laughs> third year linebacker Brody Williams from the Bison. So, yeah, that's a fun story to share. That's on his resume now, for sure, <laughs> without a doubt. Uh, a team I do want to start on because I want to make sure that uh, we uh, show some praise to them. Women's hockey getting their first sweep of the year, winning back to back games against the Lethbridge Pronghorns 3 1. 2-1. I was talking to assistant coach Sean Fisher this morning, uh, just congratulating them. Uh, it's a, obviously a big weekend, not only getting the two wins, but going into the break with some momentum for sure, and then just having that kind of positive mental space. And uh, Sean was telling me there's only a handful of times that him and coach John Rempel have hugged on the bench. And, I mean, the 2018 run is very, uh, very obvious as far as the, the Canada West uh, Championship. And I got to see one of those. There you go. <laughs> they are very rare. Uh, and then, obviously, the, the National Championship, the, the four-overtime game and stuff like that. And he said the sixth time was this weekend, Saturday afternoon, after Jordy, uh, Jordy Zacharias' overtime goal. Big time. Uh, really, really big time. Uh, a great win for those two. Jason, you were there, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I was. And really, for me, it looked like the Bisons of old in a lot of ways. It was a, a very confident weekend. Things are starting to click a lot more. The The complaint coming through really early in the season, and it, it, it's warranted, but it's also not. It's it's You have to preach patience with a team like this. You have a 23-player roster, 13 players that, have, that are first years or second years. Um, it's a very young team, but it started to it started to click, and it really reminded me of the the last few years we've seen with the Bisons, where there's the confidence, the flows back, the speeds back. Uh, there's still a little bit to go with the physicality that'll come with time and and growth and confidence. So it really it it looked like they were back to form. Uh, the St. Mary's line they're finally starting to put the puck in the net and i think it's just gonna once that dam officially bursts it's just gonna be a flood they're gonna be dumping pucks into the back of the net like they've got them in buckets so it looked great um i felt really good for for aaron fargy getting that the win getting yep. back in the winning track and then jordy getting back on the board she had one goal coming into the weekend and that's that's really tough for somebody that's led or been last year she was second in goals uh, for the bison but top two for the last three years in scoring one of the top scorers in canada west to to get just to bend twine at least once before the break is it's great for her yeah, without a doubt, because, I mean, it, that's another monkey off the back, right? Like, they had a team monkey on the back mm-hmm. when they just couldn't score for, I don't know, Teebs had it, but it was 300 minutes. Oh, my like goodness. Like, that's just, that's so hard for a team. And then, especially, yeah, for your top goal scorer to have her own drought, um, that's really tough, too. Uh, Evan, you were also in the building taking photos. You're now our official sports photographer. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Uh, what'd you think of this weekend? Yeah, it was. A, I thought it was a really emotional win. I mean, the Bisons definitely dominated um, sort of possession, mm-hmm. but they came away with a 2-1, sort of a, a, a nail-biter at the end there. They gave up the uh, game's first goal as well, but... Uh, and on the Friday game, they gave up a late, or they get the the win late and an empty netter to make it three one. So, uh, you know, credit to the opposition, they made it close. Uh, I think it was the somebody else, help me Lethers out here. Pronghorns. Yeah, it was the Pronghorns. That's what you expect uh, with Alicia Anderson in net. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a it, it was a super emotional win. I, I remember watching. It was my first uh, women's hockey game that I saw in person. I talked to our 
uh, coworker, boss, well, my my supervisor John Godes, and I said, "Wow, are, you know, are they all like this?" And he goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, it's very true. It's 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 been a different year for this mm-hmm. team, right? That I mean, coming from a national championship and now having how many rookies on this team? Right? Ten. That's a lot. Like, anytime you're in double digits of first years, um, yeah, that's really tough. Uh, Mike, I don't want to leave you before uh, leaving women's hockey. Any thoughts going into the break on this squad? Yeah, I mean, just quickly, um, obviously, first weekend of the season, we played Lethbridge. And first game of the year uh, was a tough one because they scored in like the la- in the very last second of the game. And from then on, the, the following game uh, of that opening weekend series, uh, Bison's looked a little out of place, and it feels like that kind of carried on for a little while is sort of the, the remnants of that. So it's nice to get a little bit of redemption against a team that swept us in the first weekend of the season, and to show where we were at in that first weekend to now um, is really cool to see. And yeah, I mean, Aaron Fargus played tremendously for us this year. Her GAA is awesome, uh, and obviously we have an ex- experienced decor, so that helps too. Uh, but really excited to see what happens with this team in the second half, and you know, that's what what you need is momentum going into the break and we have it and it's not easy to get obviously it's a tough conference to play in so uh, we'll see what happens in the second half but obviously the more games these rooks play the more comfortable they get so excited for the second half well said man uh, across the hallway with the men's team uh, visiting Lethbridge getting uh, getting the split 3-1 and losing 3-6 on the Saturday uh, tough go for them I mean I'm sure they would have wanted that second win for sure uh, playing a team that is actually below them in the standings Manitoba still right in the thickest thick of things 7-8-1 go to the guys that know this team best how are you feeling going into the break uh, for the men's hockey team who I mean I think expectations were kind of just up in the air coming into yeah. the season it was it was definitely coming into this year expectations were not very high it was it was another year where it was like it's a transition you're you're getting guys set it's the same thing as the women's team you know you've got tons of young players players that are, are moving into more important roles with the team and you know having three goaltenders that are coming in untested you know have great histories uh, where they're coming from in junior you've got Riley Lamb and Tyler Brown coming from the WHL and then Jeremy Link coming from the MJHL you you didn't really know what to expect, but this is just blowing that all out of the water. The fact that they're winning games, scoring goals, they're competitive. There are still blemishes here and there, little issues that need to be solved, a few structural things in terms of the penalty kill and the power play. But really, the team is starting to look very good. Uh, it's a f- it's a very flat year in Canada West. Unless you're the Alberta Golden Bears, you're not really Classic running away with Alberta. anything. Yeah, you're not really running away with anything. Manitoba hands them their second regulation loss of the year a couple weeks ago. Um, but really, everybody else is kind of middle of the pack. Uh, Mount Royals trying to push themselves a little bit towards Alberta, but. Yeah, it's been kind of a, a flat year in terms of competition. Yeah, the Bisons uh, sort of battling 500 there after the year last year that they had. You know, this is I, this is an absolute uh, like mountain of a season for them, considering what they came from last year. Considering they have so many players leaving, they have uh, so many rookies, some question marks all throughout the lineup. But uh, they've competed. They've uh, been outshot a lot, but they're getting results, which is the most important thing. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I've been very impressed with the team so far. Yeah, you mentioned it there, uh, Jason, as far as like where everyone is in the standings. Alberta, of course, at the top there, 14-2. And and then you got Calgary and Sask uh, tied for second at 11-3-2. Mount Royal, 10-4-2. And And then there we are, right there, uh, right again in the thick of things, 7-8-1 above Lethbridge, UBC, and Regina. 
Sniffing playoffs, boys. Sniffing yeah. playoffs, for sure. Uh, Mike, I want to go to you with uh, this men's basketball team, who is uh, quickly just winning the hearts of all Bison fans right now. <laughs> and... Uh, a, a phenomenal comeback win on uh, Saturday night. Uh, they really played uh, a fun Fraser Valley team who really gets up and down the floor, uh, shoots threes. Evan, you got to produce your first uh, for your first basketball game. Yeah, lots of fun as well. Uh, but Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you here. How are you feeling about uh, the men's basketball team right now, who um, objectively are our most successful team heading into the break? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> coming into this season, I think. Anyone that's followed the team for even a little wi- little while understands that this roster has the capabilities to make a national championship run. Looking at when we were in the championship nationals last time, 2016-17, the roster is very similar to that roster, and I would say better than the roster we had. Well, not better, but uh, more depth, I would say, even than the roster we had in 16-17. There are guys that can shoot. Kieran Zewa can shoot the lights out. Uh, so can Rashawn Brown, but Rashawn can also facilitate, obviously. One of the leaders in points per game and assists, obviously, in the conference. But Andre Arruda, top five in three points made, as well as being an exceptional player for us on defense. You know, if he's having an off game, Wojta Rudiki comes off the bench and can shoot from three make some plays and because of his three-on-three background he's able to cover the floor very well he's got a uh, very good range to his game very athletic uh, we even saw against Fraser Valley on Friday where he had a block that was called a foul I don't think it was the right call uh, where he just got up there and had great range when it looked like a guy was going to whiz past him uh, so tremendous there James Wagner has been a starter since his rookie season Cam O'Hara has come to his own as a defender and also doing a really good job on the glass for us this year Isaac miller Jost gives us a different look coming off the bench a freak athlete for him as well with his size uh, that 6'7", 6'8", frame 6'9", frame uh, coming off the bench with that wingspan as well uh, Tremaine Daniels can defend for us at the guard position as well. Uh, Ricky Zimbakov can defend for us and, sh- and score. That's not even ever... Joel Aduque can score for us. I mean, like, that's a le- 10, 11 guys just there. And you could just plug and play any of those guys in the lineup and, and they can be successful for us. So, um, I know that people, maybe the knock they've said about our, our, our team this year is that the schedule hasn't been very difficult. Not, not inaccurate, uh, if you look at it. Obviously, uh, our most competitive games, I'd say, yeah, we're our Fraser Valley games from this past weekend because of how well they shoot the ball especially from distance where they were going five out uh, and just shooting the lights out, especially Parm Baines, just a nightmare from three. All three of the Baines. All three of them, yeah. I mean, that's (laughs) no relation with any of those, which is crazy too. Uh, But, I mean, you look at our second half schedule and Saskatchewan will be a a, a tough series. Regina will be a tough series. And Victoria, those are are three teams that are right in the thick of the playoff race with us at the moment. So those are going to be, I think, the three series that define us. And then hopefully we don't get uh, too uh, screwed over with the uh, RPI ratings at the end of the season. Uh, I know there's a lot of us in the office that feel some type of way about, you know, how they're doing, you know, how the rankings go. Uh, And I really, you know, this is a discussion for a different time. But, um, you know, I, I think that there needs to be a reform of the playoff system in terms of what's going down. Uh, but uh, we'll talk more about that in the second half of the season. But in terms of the team itself, uh, nothing but high praise for them. And I genuinely think this roster can compete with any team in the conference or, or in the nation in terms of our depth and, and get it done. And especially if you look at the results this year and, and who's at the, it's the consistent teams at the top, your Albertas, your Calgary's, your UBC's, whose blemishes and losses have relatively similarly been to you know teams of equal caliber to them. So uh, it's going to be fun down the stretch. And, and should be a great back half of the season. Men's basketball is rolling for sure. 
Yeah, you mentioned uh, the back half of the schedule. Uh, you're right. Uh, playing the Griffins right off the break on the, the third and the fourth, who are 0-8. Then Mount Royal, who uh, who are 3-5. and Sask, you mentioned, and Regina are both up there um, in the playoff race. But then there's the uh, Bobcats and stuff. So, yeah, you're right. Like, it's... The schedule is not in our favor as far as the uh, the end rankings go, but uh, they, they should definitely have some momentum going in. I mean, and then anyone could win a playoff game, right? Uh, Evan, to you, what do you think of the two basketball games? You actually spent a weekend in the Investors Group Athletic Center this weekend, away Crazy. from the ice. Crazy, I know, right? I was, I had my jacket on, didn't know what to do with it. I was like, <laughs> it's too warm in here. No, you forgot it in Max Bell. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Actually, now that you mentioned that, that's true. No, I was super impressed. I thought... Uh, the um, shooting by both team, both the men and women's team, was super impressive. I was really imp- uh, impressed by that. A couple of huge dunks, though, by the Cascades that I couldn't help but take a second look at. So if I had uh, one critique of the basketball teams, I'd say more dunking, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from the hockey guy. Eh? Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, super fun matchup for the men's side, for sure, because this Fraser Valley team... You're, uh, Mike, you said it like they played five out at one point, you know, and they're just launching them from three. And they had that spurt, I think it was in the third quarter on Saturday night, where, yeah, they were just picking the Bisons apart. And uh, Kirby Shep calling, uh, calling the zone going into the fourth and completely shook up the game, which was uh, really fun. But, uh, I mean, Mike, you basically went through their entire depth chart. But these are guys that Shep feels comfortable throwing out and Joel Aduque, I mean he was huge down the stretch on defense uh, definitely playing a big part of that that zone defense that he put up there but uh, making that comeback that's that's the kind of game that great teams win you know where you're out of it you're not shooting super well uh, you're going down a, a spurt and then you come back and it's one possession at a time and of course RB Rashawn Brown uh, coming up huge down the stretch this team Super fun to watch. Uh, 7-1 again going down uh, into the break. On the other side, women's basketball. Uh, getting the split, I know they would have loved to get the the two, as, as all teams would. But uh, Emma Thompson having a really good Friday night. Uh, and there are, some, there are some bright spots all over the weekend. Jason, I'll throw it to you. Any thoughts on uh, basketball at all this weekend? Yeah, well, I'll start with the men's. It, it was just a fantastic... As you said, like this is it's a game that... That great teams win. It's the type of situation, like you know, Mike was talking about how there's complaints about how "quote unquote" easy the schedule is. Well, that in itself is a test. You know, you great point. You're, you're playing against you know whether it be you know, an zero and eight team like McEwen, where you're you you tend to you don't want to play down to the competition, and you're not getting those great tests. That you know, with the Fraser Valley coming in and playing as well as they did, you're not getting the the tests. Of with the top teams that you would really want, so you don't know how far you can push it. So when you have some a team like the Cascades that comes in that pushes you the way that they did, and then to to respond to that and to come away with a pair of wins and win in, in very impressive fashion, coming from behind, you know, it it shows a lot of about this team. Like this is a team that if they get there, if they get to the dance, they can just take it all the way, right? It 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 you know we could see them just kind of walk their way through when it gets down to you know late in the season injuries start coming up the depth this team has it's going to be just you know talk about you know the raptors last year the the fact the comfort that they had throwing any guy out there you know giving Kawhi a break here and there giving kyle lowry a break here and there 
just the ability of this team to put anybody on the floor should be terrifying for for somebody like like Calgary or Alberta just coming in and knowing that any guy from that bench can hop in and play and can shoot and can just pick you apart should be terrifying and the fact that they'll be rested playing you know quote unquote substandard opponents like it's 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 tough in its own way but it's also just terrifying for other teams uh, and then for the women it you know getting that split it's it's good for them just to get back in and get back on track a little bit slow things down there was a skid there that they really needed to shake themselves out of so you know playing Fraser Valley coming away with a split you know you can't really complain with that getting a win getting back on track a little bit a little bit of a wake-up call and moving forward into the holiday break with at least a little bit of momentum yeah, no doubt. Uh, the women's team, 3-5 and five now on the year. Yeah, winning that first game 78-63 and looking phenomenal. I mean, they shot the lights out for sure in that first game. And it's one of those things, too, and when you're used to those shots falling and then you play a game where those same shots aren't falling, it's obviously super tough. But um, I love the emergence of Athlete of the Week, Lauren Bartlett. Uh, she has been phenomenal. Actually, uh, Coach Sung starting her uh, this weekend as well. Um, but having that three guard lineup of like sometimes her sisters in there, but Taylor Randall's in there because I have brothers. Like uh, they got some dogs they can throw out uh, on defense, and then they can all shoot as well. So they, they definitely have a lot of bright spots on this team. Uh, where they end up at the end of it will be really interesting because again, at three and five, they're at the lower level. It's actually crazy. Almost every team in Canada West has basketball teams, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you look at throughout the rest of the sports, the standings are a little shorter. But in basketball, you have to scroll down an entire page. Age because you got about 15 or 16 teams here and uh they're they're of course in the lower half but uh they're a team that could definitely put up a fight when uh whenever it gets down to it at the end quickly volleyball um men's volleyball going into the break at 500 five and five kevin Nega's having a really good weekend the other athlete of the week but uh they were out in McEwen. big double win uh for the boys uh three and one three and oh Hosting nationals this year, Mike. Still, how are you feeling about the men's volleyball team heading into the break again at five hundred? They got a team that's brought back a lot of guys, uh, more, more or less everybody that has been playing played last year, with uh, with a few exceptions for sure. But how are you feeling about uh, going into the break five hundred for the men's volleyball team? Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, one stat that I read uh, from this past weekend that. Uh, I mean, isn't shouldn't really be a surprise, but really, you know, reaffirms maybe the hope that Brendan Warren will come back in the second half of the season is is blocks per set and total blocks. I mean, we're we're among the tops in the conference in those numbers, and that's not a shock, right? I mean, like it's funny. Garth Pitsky gave a hilarious quote to the guy in McEwen after the games this weekend. I don't know what the question was, but I'm assuming his question was something around the lines of, um, "So, you know, how have you been able to be so consistent with your blocking and?" His answer was hilarious. He was like, well, I, I was a middle blocker on the national team for like 100 years. So it's <laughs> like, you know, if there's one thing I, you know, I think I'd like to think I know how to do well, it's teach people how to, you know, p- 
perform well off the block, that kind of thing, especially middle block is the position that Garth played for during his career, obviously. Uh, and we've seen Darian Koski the first year. Um, I mean, he's been good on the block, but really good on his attacking percentage. He's, you know, one of the most, his attack is around 375, I think, over 300 for sure. So he's been strong in the attack. Uh, but overall, this team just blocks well, and I think that's our biggest strong suit. Um, we know Kev can score with attacks. Uh, I think the only concern you get is that teams can game plan around Kev because he is getting a lot of swings per game. Uh, so, you know, maybe switching up Zach Jans and has had a strong start to the first half of the year and has shown some 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 great glimpses uh, as a second-year player. Uh, and when, hopefully getting Brendan Warren back in the second half of the year, the conference leader in blocks for the past two straight seasons, uh, will really help. And, you know, if he is able to come back into the lineup in the second half, it just switches up our dynamic completely. Uh, and I feel like it gives us... an Because I'll be honest, Brendan Warren can win games. He can take over games. He's a beast. Um, for sure. I mean, and Darren Koski is doing an amazing job, but Brendan Moore just has a couple more years of experience where, you know, that does become a factor with the speed of the game. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, it's good to be, go to the break on a winning streak and momentum. And for this team, these, this men's team, they're so tight. They're so close as a group. Uh, even if they lose, I mean, they're not worrying about that kind of stuff. They just want to have fun out there. And especially as you get later on in the season and you just play free, I think that really is going to help this team. And who knows, get some upsets maybe down the stretch and go into nationals on a hot streak. Uh, really excited to see what happens. No doubt. Uh, big ups to Coach Pishke. I think he's a big part of keeping that light atmosphere. Um, and I mean, he's he's seen it all, right? So uh, he knows how the coaches team better than anyone. Uh, half hour goes by quick, boys. Yep. But uh, Evan, it's been really nice having you as as a guest. Uh, Thank this, you for this past me. two weeks. And then, Jason, we're not sure. You just got yourself a big boy job. Yes, so, I did. Uh, we're not sure down the stretch uh, how often you'll be here. But if not, we'll miss you, of course. Oh, it's been uh, a lot of fun being here with you guys and uh, talking sports. Without a doubt. Uh, we're probably going to take about a month off just as the athletes do. And we'll be back in the second half. I think January 6th or 7th will be our next show. But until then, enjoy the holidays, Bison fans. Thank you to 101.5 U. UMFM for hosting these mean mugs in here. Uh, we do our best, but uh, enjoy the holidays, Bison fans. We're out of here.